0: beautiful to see people of the kingdom celebrating each other we just thank you today I want to open up with the Word of God Psalm 51 there's so much happening in our world and um, I've been exposed to this amazing video and if you want it see Deaconess Celeste (laughs) or um, Minister Liz and myself I'll be glad to share with you but one thing we have to do is repent Sinful for the time my mother conceived me, yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Cleanse me with hyssop, and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. Hallelujah. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquity. Create in me a pure heart of God a renewed, steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Then I will teach transgressors your ways so that sinners will turn back to you. Deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. O God, you who are God, my Savior, and my tongue will sing of your righteousness. Open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O oh God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. May I please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous and burnt offerings offered of old. The bulls will be offered on your altar. This is the word of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we just exalt your mighty name because you alone are God Almighty, the Most High, Father God. We thank you. You are a master, Father God. There's no one like you, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for who you are and who you've been in our lives. We thank you that although we've been sinners, Father God, you still loved us, Father God. You sent your one and only true son to die for our transgressions. We thank you, Father. You left the Holy Spirit because we knew, you knew that we were weak and that you left him here to comfort us, to support us, to bring us forth, to walk your walk, Father God. We thank you, Father. Father God, you created everything in this world, Father God. You created the stars, the galaxy, Father God, and you just spoke those into existence. But when you made man, you stooped down and you formed them. So we thank you, Father, because we're unique. We are your masterpieces, Father God. We thank you that you've dressed us up in faith, Father God, for the walk that we will be walking. We thank you for the plan and the purpose that you've bestowed in each and every one of us, Father God. We ask you for forgiveness once more. We repent of our sins, Father God. We repent of the thoughts that we've had with their bitter anger, Father God. Remove those weeds, Father God, and plant seeds of hope, peace, joy, kindness, Father God. We just ask you, Father, to continue to put people around us that will help us get through and walk closer to you, Father God. Help us, release us from the strongholds that separate us from you, Father God. May we bend down and just know that you are God and that if we look to you in any challenge, you are there before us. Yes, you press us like diamonds. You allow us to go through, but you show us who you are every step of the way, Father God. We just thank you, we glorify you, Father God. We exalt your mighty name. Forgive us, forgive us. Let us forgive our brothers and sisters, Father God. For we love you. Let us show love to each other, Father God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Today we present the service to you, Father God. We present the master of your word today, Father God. We present our Pastor Mingo, Father God, who loves your word. So we thank you, Father God, that you will dress him up in your spirit, Father God, and he will bring forth word, Father God. We also present those that are working today. We thank you for the worship team, Father God. We thank you for each and every one of them that they will be working in one accord, united to bring your, to open the heavens, to bring your presence forth, Father God. We just thank you for each and every member of Calvary, Father God. In Jesus' mighty name I pray, amen. amen. God bless you, Cecia. How's
1: everybody doing? It's, um, it's a blessing once again to be here in, in, um, Amongst you um, I know that you guys haven't seen me for a while But um, I'm in Pennsylvania for now I'm helping out my granddaughter with the great-grandchildren And I'm enjoying it out there, amen But how many How many are grateful to the Lord? Hallelujah. Yeah. For all, That's it the, Hallelujah is the highest praise that we can give Him, amen yeah. And we're going to sing this song, it's called Gratitude We have to um, learn to um, acquire uh, uh, an attitude of gratitude unto the Lord. And, yes, we are are made of flesh, and we fail sometimes, and we forget. But let us say to the Lord that um, we just lift up our hands before him and just sing hallelujah. Amen? uh mm-hmm.
2: my soul. Don't you get shy on me, lift up your soul. Cause you've got a lie inside of those lungs. Get up and praise
1: You word, He will bring it to pass. Amen. Waymaker.
2: Stop working, you never stop, you never stop even when, when I don't see it you're working, and even when I don't feel it you're working, you never stop, you never stop working, you never stop, you never stop working, even when even when I don't see it you're working, even when I don't feel it you're working, you never stop, you never stop working. You never stop working, even when even when I don't see it, you're working, and even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop 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 working.
1: you never stop, you never stop working you never stop, you never stop working
2: May make a miracle work Promise keep light in the darkness that is who you are
1: Sing it to him. Yes, sing it. Thing. that is who you are. much more much much more you are the great I am you are the upper and the Omega you are the beginning and the end you are hallelujah the righteous judge hallelujah you are the Son of God hallelujah you are the Lamb hallelujah that that was saved for the for the sins of the world amen hallelujah 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 you are provider you are healer hallelujah you are a restorer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Waymaker. Miracle worker. And a promise keeper.
3: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise him. Praise him. I don't know if you feel it. I don't know if you, if you hear it. I don't know if you feel it or hear it. I'm hearing and feeling a heart of gratitude. This song, I mean, we sang this first song and it really hit me because, you know, I asked myself, you know, I know I'm doing uh, the tithes and offerings, but, you know, sometimes when we do this, it becomes like a ritual. It becomes something like, oh, yeah, we got to do it and get it over with. It's not about that. You know, for those of you who don't know, I mean, my life is, is, is like a series of, you know, gratuitous events. You know, I thank God for um, my parents, for bringing me into this world. I thank God for um, their providing me. And I know they did this through you, Lord God. But I also, you know, thank you, Lord, for um, you know taking me and allowing me to do the most craziest things in my life, you know, to be one of the guardian angels, to go out there at 18 years old, you know, trying to uh, serve and protect, and yet, you know, I'm risking my life. And then he allowed me to go into the military for many years, you know, to serve my country and everything else like that. And then he makes a transition. He allows me to be uh, an NYPD uh, police officer and as a detective for 28 years. And Father God, it, this is all because of you. I am so, so grateful, grateful that you allowed me to, to do this, Lord God. And the reason why I'm saying this, is not about boasting. It's about, you know, what can we do? to give God the gratitude you know we get up and we complain about not having enough and we forgot that we have a God who provides everything we need we forget the word and the the minute this world starts to shake us up and anyway you know our test, let me tell you something, our faith is going to be tested people we're gonna go through some very serious things and we have to be able to stand and I know it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel good, but we have to stand because the world is looking at it. When the world starts going upside down, it's like 9-11. For those of you, who do, you know, I was out there every day with my officers and all that. And I had to stay, I had to, I had to believe me, I was going to stay. Through storms and all kinds of things, but I had to stand straight and tall because I didn't want them to see me go through the stuff that I was going through. So my job was forget myself. You know, it's not about me; it was about them to make sure that they can get through the night, that they they, they can have the faith and everything else like that. And the world is watching the church people when the world starts going upside down, and it is. Look at this: we had this forest fires in Canada everything and everybody starts, you know, unraveling from the seams. Yes, it's scary, but where is our faith? Who are we? It's as if we just became Christians just now. And many of us have been walking in the faith. Our pastors have been, you know, pastors been going through a lot of stuff. Where are we to lift them up? Like Aaron and Earl, when when the armies of Israel were fighting and fighting, and then, and then Moses was getting weak because he was old. His arms started failing and then all of a sudden his, his arms started failing and started going down and all of a sudden the army started losing. But then Aaron and Ur er lifted his hands up and they became victorious. They started fighting and fighting and fighting because the, the battle's been won. God is asking us to lift up our hands for the pastors before each and every one of us. Because there's strength in numbers. We know the word. The word says that, you know, one can put a, a thousand aside and then two can ten thousand. Put the flight, yes. So, what's the purpose of our tithes and offerings? It's about obedience. It's about obedience. God is searching our hearts now. We need open heart surgery. Even myself, I'm talking about me. There's a lot that I need to, to, to just surrender. You know, things that are inside of me and in every one of us. So God can use us in the most proper way. Because none, uh, none of us is arrived. We know that. We all have sin and fall short the glory of God. We know that. We know that we know the word. We, we, we can preach a good preaching to each other. But the tide is something that belongs to God. I understand we all go through financial stuff. I went, My wife and I, we went through a lot of financial roller coasters, up and down, almost losing the house, almost a lot of things going on. And we make good, good, you know, salaries. But where is our allegiance? Where is our obedience? That is what God is saying to search our hearts. But as we give, let's give. The tithe, because it belongs to him, whether you feel it or not, and everything else, it belongs to him. But it's more than just giving the money, because the money, this is all physical, it's earthly and all that. It it doesn't serve a purpose in the spiritual, but it does work in the spiritual when we start building churches like this. These beautiful, you know, buildings with all the beautiful paint and the... um, the, uh, you know the audio you know all the things that make a church where we could come inside and feel like we're home but we all know that the building is not the church we're the church wherever we go we are the church because the kingdom of God is within you the Holy Spirit is within you aside you and beside you in a surrounding you and all that so we carry we, we are a powerful force people Amen. we are a powerful force and the enemy wants to make sure that you don't get that revelation. And it's not the devil, believe me. I'm not afraid of, of a fallen angel because we are in reality above them. We are above them because we are the only ones that were created in the image and likeness of our God Father, Not the angels. The angels, get this people, the angels were not made in the image and likeness of God. That tells you how powerful you are. It tells you who you are, who we are. So as we lift up our tithes, I want you to lift up your tithes. If you have your tithes or your offering, because the offering comes from the heart. It comes from the heart. That's that's something special between you and God. And we cannot give grudgingly. We have to give, not compulsion, but with a heart of gratitude. Just like the song we get. You know, we can sing songs up there, but what does the song really mean? The words that we sing can never express how how much we are so, so my God, we can't outgive you. You own everything. You own everything. I thank you for the air that we breathe, that we can get up in the morning. Because there are people that are not getting up. There are people that are not getting up. And even if you're weak, but but you got up. That means you still have the opportunity to make a difference in the lives of people out there. We are called to be world changers. We change the world. Jesus took 12 disciples. They were all a mess. And they were able to turn the world upside down. So as you lift your tithes and offerings, I'm I'm just going to pray. Heavenly Father, we bring you our tithes and offerings. For you have commanded us to bring the full tithe into your storehouse. We are blessed that your command is accompanied by a promise. A promise. Remember, we break promises. God never breaks a promise. He never breaks a promise, people. I want you to understand that. We welch on our promises. God never breaks a promise. You said to test you in this. Test them. Let's test them. Let's test them in that. And it's not, let me tell you something. There are not many times in the Bible where God allows us to test But when he asks to test them, he's telling you, trust in me. Trust in the word. you, You told us to see if you will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for us blessings without measure. Imagine that, blessings. Not even nothing could contain it. You said you will protect what we have sold. And that we will be fruitful and blessed. That was the first commandment that he gave to Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply. It's not a procreation thing. It's about multiplying the blessings of God over and over and over. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. Yes, we do. As we give our tithes and offerings, we recognize your generosity in our lives. You are a giving God. You are Jehovah Jireh our provider. We can never outgive you, even if we try. You are God who blesses, and our lives are all blessed by you. Thank you, Father, for giving us financial blessings. We thank you for how you've been providing good jobs and businesses to everyone in this place. We thank you for the physical and mental strength that you provide so that we can all perform our best in our jobs, businesses, and in ministry, people. You, O oh Lord, you lift us up and have blessed us with the ministry of this church. We thank you for our pastors, our dear elder, our ministers, our deacons, our Russians, our teachers, even those of us. And we thank you for our members who use their spiritual gifts to bless others. We thank you for the rich fellowship we enjoy with each other and corporately with you. And now we give our tithes and offerings to you, Lord, to support the ministry of the church, your church, in the community, in the Bronx, nationwide, and worldwide. For those of you online, who are going to give your tithes and offerings, you can go to our website at www calvaryny.org. Again, that is www.calvaryny.org. At the directions are our wonderful ushers here. Please present your tithes and offerings. Thank you.
1: fighting for us. Amen. He says the name. I thank Minister Tony for the confidence that he has in Joshua. This boy, and I'm not saying it with pride, but he has an ear for music. It doesn't fall far from the tree. But I thank God, and those two little ones that you see there, you should see them worshiping the Lord. Because I make sure the devil, before I leave this earth, I'm praying them up to the kingdom of God. And I'm instilling in them. The fear of the Lord. And I know that they are worshippers. And they worship the Lord with their heart. God bless you. I love you. Thank you.
3: It is, it is. I know sometimes we get comfortable, we want an online presentation and everything else, but we're here. Listen, this is like I said, I'm nobody special, but if I can do it, you definitely can do it. That's it. So guys, um, before we get on with this, so I, I have an announcement. Um, men of the house, where are you? Oh, Who, what, what is that? Come on, check out. Come on, where's the hoorahs? Come on, we, we, where are we? That's right, if I can do it, come on. Comes from the, comes from the belly. That's it. So, we, we're going to be having a men's ministry event. This is Father's Day, so it's actually, the day before Father's Day, we're going to have a, a Father's Day men's fellowship, and these are great. Sometimes the only men, I know, I know I'm kidding on this one, sometimes the only time the men come up to these things, uh, we got something to eat. So basically, it's going to be, Minister Tony is going to be delivering the message. If you can see this, nice little artwork that I did, you know, thanks to technology and everything out there. Uh, I used to do this um, when I was in uh, college and all that. And so uh, it's, uh, so basically, it's uh, what are you doing here? So I want to encourage the men to come out. It's more than a... Um, you know, a breakfast. We're gonna have a light breakfast served, and a hot lunch, and that's great. We're gonna be both. We're gonna be feeding you uh, physically and both uh, spiritually. So it's Saturday, June seventeenth, nine thirty a.m. sharp. So if you have nothing else to do, I know that we all have a lot of things. I know when I was working, um, you know, you know, India the, in the police department, and I, I couldn't come to church. I, you know, I was doing everything out there, and um, and even though I'm in retirement. Um, I'm free, you know, I'm free. So, um, I'm free free to do the the work of the Lord and all that. So, bring your sons. As you can see here, we have a lot of flyers out there. Take one. And even if you're coming, why don't you just take one? You know why? Because there are a lot of men out there. There are a lot of men out there. And uh, some of them have sons and all that. Bring the sons in because it's great when you um, have your sons there. Because I remember many years ago, uh, Elder Knows this, um, Promise Keepers, when... um, um, Pastor Victor, and of course, he did this long before I became a member. But I went to a Promise Keepers event, and um, what really, really hit me—it wasn't just the event; it was the fathers with their sons. And when we, when every every male that was there, you know, every man, you know, was out there praising their hands, and you, you have to see these, these kids—the sons were praising. That is the future, people. We have to pray for the children. You know that. So, um, we have a testimony. I want to call the Gabriel Hernandez. Mighty man of God. That's it. This guy's come a long way. And God has taken him places, places. Thank you, my brother.
4: your hearts um, and that uh, your walk as challenging as it is um, remains and will remain rewarding at the end um, I'm gonna make this uh, as quickly and um, as energetic as possible I'm a little nervous I'm gonna start with my testimony um, at about September of last year, um, a month before I was baptized, uh, I, was, uh, I dealt with a pretty hard breakup, um, this woman of God that um, I had been uh, on my walk with, uh, we separated, and um, I had a hard time dealing with it, um, but uh, I kept close to the Lord. Um, He helped me through it. Um, And then I got baptized a month later. (laughs) Um, I I must say that my spirit was renewed, although emotionally and uh, physically I felt broken. Um, But God has this wonderful thing of healing from the inside out. Um, And that's why... Seeds are buried, right? Um, And so um, in January, uh, the Lord put her back on my path again. (laughs) Um, For some of those that know my personal life, this is the third time. (laughs) But I guess the third time was the charm. Um, January she came in. um, We reconciled. I didn't know why she was in my life this time around until March came (laughs) and um, I was dealing with some physical pain Um, the doctors found a half-inch kidney stone in my kidney Um, excruciating 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 pain Um, I didn't sleep work was horrible Um, and I needed an operation because I could not pass it on my own (laughs) but from my journeys in the past that I, for the most part, have had to deal with by myself, um, I mean personally, not that God wasn't without me, but I mean like, you know, a help me, as the KJV says um, She walked with me this time. She put her selfishness aside, I put mine aside, and it became a spiritual walk together. Um, in that month that I was going through my pain, she became baptized as well. And, um, something different happened. and She walked with me through it. Uh, but then one thing led to another. <laughs> so on top of the pain, the doctors also found a cyst above my kidney. Then to make matters worse, um, he found bone, um, they're called bone lesions in, your, in, your, in my hips, which can potentially be cancerous as well. So now it's not just physically, now it's mentally. <laughs> And when us guys go through pain, oh, <laughs> we become babies, right? <laughs> I'll, I'll testify and I'll admit to it all the way home. Amen. We become the biggest babies and I, I'm i not exempt from that. But, um, man, through that pain, God's love just supersedes all of that, right? Amen. Doesn't it? I mean, even on the cross, he took love up there with him. You know, he, and... and he took our sins and he took our love. He took my pain and my sins up there with him. Um, and I saw that in her and as she traveled with me and she dealt with me being stubborn and an idiot sometimes, hard-headed. And she took it all and I, I, I still can't explain why outside of, outside of just simple love. Agape, right? That's what we talk about? Right? Well, again, we're going back to the cross. That's that agape love and I saw that in her and I passed. I went through my ordeal and um, we prayed about it. Uh, we drew closer together. It's funny how pain does that, right? Pain and poverty seems to bring people together, right? <laughs> um, but man, oh man, um, and thanks to God, um, the stone was removed <laughs> after a second time <laughs> because the first time, <laughs> Uh, the doctors attempted to remove it, um, but they couldn't because I uh, had a vomiting episode with the uh, anesthesia. So um, my pain was prolonged. I asked God why. I didn't get an answer not in here, but I got it in here. Because <laughs> this, this is where he speaks anyways, right? Amen. So the Holy Spirit kept me, kept bringing me over and over and over again to the second... Um, to 1 Peter 5.10. And I'm going to read it, because I read it a million times. Um, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. He's going to make you more than whole. He's going to make you like himself. And I have to say that that's what he did to me. And through that pain and through that ache <laughs> the happiest news came out of it I found myself engaged <laughs> so um yeah we're gonna we're gonna unite we're gonna be one and um, I am I don't even know how to put this into words outside of scripture, but I just thank God. This is one complete story of love and pain merging into one and the wholeness that is Jesus, right? Love and pain in one throughout all of scripture. So for those of us out there, I I guess what I'm telling you guys is that um, don't give up, you know, because it's easy, right? Beyond those doors, it's easy to forget what's said in here, what's felt in here, you know, but that's why we carry the Holy Spirit, right, in here. And we learn about him in here. So that when we go out there, we we not only tell the world that we know him, but we show the world how and why we love him, right? So I'm going to leave you guys with that little bit, and I hope that that little bit becomes a lot of bit. (laughs) Praise you guys. Thank you. God bless you all.
3: I don't know about you guys, but that, that could have been the work for the day, you know, when you think about it. But, you know, it's a little bit different. You know how you go to a restaurant, you know where you're going to go. It's the best restaurant. You have the hors d'oeuvres, the appetizers. So you got the appetizer. You got the hors d'oeuvres, right? We did it with the worship. We did it with his testimony. There is no testimony without the testing. So, are you guys ready for the main course? Because this man, this brother, this pastor doesn't deliver just uh, chopped meat. We're talking about something like porterhouse, prime rib, New York strip, he brings the meat. And when he brings the meat, be ready to chew on it, meditate it, digest it, internalize it. I have the honor, the great honor and privilege to present. I've known this man and his wife for about 20 years. And sometimes it takes a fire to bring people together. I want to present my brother, who was a minister here, who actually um, walked us, the Lugos and us, through... um, become deacons this man he has an anointing i thank god him because let me tell you something the enemy is afraid of this man yeah, i'm telling you he's afraid this is a force to be reckoned but of course look at the force behind him so i'm going to present pastor eugene mingo my brother
5: God for my wife being here today with me, Amen. God bless you. Hallelujah, my wife, bone of my bone, flesh of yes, my yes. flesh. Amen. Hallelujah, sister. Yes. Okay. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the house. Amen. Yes.
3: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
5: Hallelujah. I said it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Come on somebody. The word declares I was glad when it said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord.
3: Yes. Hallelujah.
5: Let me drop something in your spirit before we pray and we get started. God holds us accountable to the value he has created us to be. It doesn't matter the skin you're born in, the year, the time, or the season. It doesn't matter the family, the state, or the country, or the government you're born in. God's determination of who we are and how he sees us does not change. Amen. Amen. How God sees you doesn't change you can change your hair change your glasses (laughs) change your clothes and at the end of the day when you go in the mirror you're like how does this look God says I just see you come on somebody Hallelujah. hallelujah hallelujah Let's pray. Father, we praise you and thank you for the opportunity yes. to open up your word, expound upon the mysteries of your truth and make known what you would have us to receive from you today. Lord, we cannot do this without your Holy Spirit. So Holy Spirit, we invite you in to this session, this time of communing together, communicating what thus saith the Lord. Father, we thank you and praise you for it is in you that we live, we move, we have our being. Our very existence, it comes from you. You are the breath that we breathe, O God. You are the lifter above our head. You are the keeper of our soul. You are our bright and morning star. You are El Elyon, the possessor of heaven and earth. You order our steps. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our pathway. When we woke up this morning, Father, the alarm clock did not wake us up. A family member did not wake us up. When you allowed us to wake up, it is because you have purpose in mind for us today to do. So, Father, help us to partner with your plan. We need to hear from you, O God. We need to hear what thus saith the Lord. And so we come today, Father, to lift up your name. We hallowed your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, O God, our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, O God, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom the power, and the glory forever and ever. And if you agree with that, someone say amen. 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 And just a, a side note, Satan, we take authority over this atmosphere right now. You have no access point. Amen. We close every doorway, every portal, every breach, every order of God is being set in the house today. And we cancel your assignment. We cancel every snare. We cancel every tear that you sold. Yes. Even right now, we ask God to arise and scatter the enemy, Father. We call for a scattering anointing right now. Scatter your spirit. We cause it to scatter. And Lord, come and be magnified. Be thou glorified. Yes. Be thou exalted, O oh yes. God. Yes. King of kings and Lord of lords, we yes. praise yes. your name. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah! 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 In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. In Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank God for you. You can take your seats. Amen. Hallelujah. I was not scheduled to speak today, but God had had me on this schedule. And so, through some events that took place this week, there was some shifting. Amen. And you got me today. Hallelujah. I'm not asking for your approval because I got God's approval. Amen. Amen. Oh, y'all hear that? I said, I'm not looking for your approval. I got God's approval. Hallelujah. And I got apostles' approval. Amen. Amen. I got elders approval. Amen. Come on, Amen. somebody. Amen. Amen. <coughs> Apostle had written a message and, and he was planning on speaking today, but due to a uh, situation, he was not available. Amen. But he's with us online. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. And so uh, the title of this message is Walking in His Authority. Yes. Hallelujah. It's a continuation of the series he started a couple of weeks back. Amen. Amen. Someone say that, walk in his authority. Walk in, in his authority. Say it again. Just just talk to yourself. Just just say, walk in his authority. Walking in his authority. Just just point to yourself and say, I, I need to walk in his authority. We are people of dominion. Amen. We are made in his image. We are ambassadors here in the earth realm. We are stewards and managers of his resources. That's who we are. In Genesis chapter 1, go ahead and turn there. Look at this in verse 26. It says, "And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth and so God made created man in his own image In the image of God, created he him. Male and female, created he them. God created you in his image and after his life. Now we know a couple of things that took place after Genesis chapter one. Genesis chapter two. And Genesis chapter three. Everything was good up to Genesis chapter three, verse one. Then things started coming apart and coming undone. Amen. as a result of man falling into sin we disconnected from Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and 27 we severed the contract there was a contract between God and you that was severed by Adam before you got here And if you don't reconnect with the contract that God set with the second Adam, you are operating under the first Adam. If you do not connect with the contract of the second Adam, you're operating under the first Adam. Come on,
3: come on.
5: There is no way out. There's no other solution. There's no other contract. There's no man, woman, child. There's no job, no income, no salary, no class status, no government, no system in this world that can put you back into the position without the second Adam.
3: His name is Jesus. Hallelujah
5: as a result of the fall you and I are imperfect beings serving a perfect god yes we were perfect and became corrupted because he took the tree of knowledge of good and evil and ate the fruit thereof. I shared this before, God is the only entity that can have knowledge of good and evil and not be corrupted by it. So you and I are imperfect by, imperfect beings serving God, a perfect God. And as a result, there are times when you and I will miss the mark. Unless you stay totally connected with God and do his will. Now your connection with God can only come by one way. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the uh, And no one comes to the Father except through him. Except through him. Amen. Anyone Amen. else who tries to get to the Father is a thief. Amen. So even if you are an unbeliever who has not come to Jesus to get to the Father, you can pray, my Father who art in heaven, and guess what? You're the thief. just take down some notes here. You're baffled. I just said that. If you are not saved and you say our Father, He's not your Father until you get with Jesus. You can't be a child of God apart from Jesus who gives you access to the Father because Jesus is the door. And if you don't go through the door any other way to the Father is considered a thief. No one can come in your house through the window. You say just come on in. Have a seat. Someone visits your house, you open the door. When you go to your house, it's locked up, you come through the front door. But if you're going in your house and someone came in through the window, they may be inside the house, but that doesn't make them. So some people are coming to the Father without getting to the Son. And He's more than just a prophet. If you don't have the son, you can't get this father. And it don't matter what your opinion is. It don't matter how upset you are. It don't matter if you're going to jump up and have a a contentious response to me. It don't matter because I'm not giving you my opinion. The word of God says he's the door. Hallelujah.
3: Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah.
5: If you take your notes, write this down. It is not enough to be fearless I don't see you right so take some notes down a short pen is better than a long memory I don't know why people come to church but they're not ready to receive because my conversation with you about what God's saying is not enough if you don't take notes and capture it, so you can take it home and then study it I'm going somewhere with this today I'm going somewhere oh yeah I'm gonna repeat it but I want you already I want you already someone say "Get get ready get ready get ready Sorry, TD. Sorry, I'll leave it alone. (laughs) Hallelujah. It is not enough to be fearless, you need to be faithful. It is not enough to be fearless you need to be faithful there are unbelievers who are fearless but have no faith when you think about it, who's the author of faith? Jesus is the author of faith, Hebrews chapter 12 and he's the finisher of faith, Hebrews chapter 12 Yes. God dealt to every man a measure of faith Amen. Romans chapter 12 Amen. if you don't get your faith from God and get Jesus to not off, just offer it but finish it then you can be fearless and foolish Amen. I gotta get the apostle's message I'm just trying to get people yeah. ready Hallelujah. is this good so far I know, yes. Write this one down. Strength without courage is fruitless. Strength without courage is fruitless. God told Joshua, and study Joshua chapter 1. Right on the side note with that one. Study Joshua chapter 1, the book of Joshua chapter 1. After Moses had died, God has a conversation, communicating, sitting down, speaking with Joshua, and tells him, gives him instructions, and as he's giving him instructions, he says three to four times within that conversation, be strong and of good courage. chapter 1 verse 6 says be strong enough good courage for to this people you shall divide and as an inheritance the land which I swore to your fathers to give them verse 7 says be only only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua chapter 1 verse 18 says, Whoever rebels against your command, and does not heed your words, talking about the nation of Israel that he was now over, in all that you command him, he shall be put to death. Only be strong and of good courage. Now that sounds kind of, that's a rough God. If you don't listen to the commands, you'll be put to death. and And we like God of love, right? Guess what? Today, we're living in the grace of God because Jesus came. But if you don't listen to the word, you too will be put to death. Jesus is the word. Amen. If you don't listen to Jesus, you too, the wages of sin is what? Death. Got three people in here who know the word. The wages of sin are what? Death. death. So if you don't listen to the word. What is the outcome? Death. Hallelujah. Let me build this out a little bit. Years ago I worked division as a manager, and over the course of my tenure, the teams that I managed were very successful, and the projects we conducted and engineered offered high-value solutions for our clients. Talking about me now. Following that success, I was made. I was asked by a managing director, approached and asked by a managing director of another organization within the company. To transfer to his division. The reason he wanted me to transfer was that there was a team of people that was flailing and failing in their respective positions. They had three different managers over them over the course of, I don't know, about four or five years. And every manager that went in there to try to get them to perform was not successful. The team was flailing, and as a result, they were failing. And so he asked me to take over the team with the responsibility to turn the team around. Otherwise, the plan for the team, unbeknownst to them, was that he would fire the entire team, Uh, 15. He was ready to shut down the entire team. That's when I worked for Corporate America. Today I'm an entrepreneur. After my negotiation with him, I accepted the position. And over the course of the next two years, not only did the entire team begin to turn around, they became peak performance in their respective positions within the company, and as a result, began receiving accolades and awards from the company for their success. Someone would ask, what did you do that the other three managers didn't do, Elder, to turn the team around? And the response I will give you was that, i applied kingdom principles without saying god in other words i was not just a hearer of the word i took the word that i heard and i applied it in my respective responsibility to allow god to shine through me without saying god and as a result brother tito The entire team flourished. One of the principles I gave them is very simple. Because they were afraid of being creative. They they, they couldn't understand why they couldn't be creative. And, and And I shared with them, the first thing I shared with them, Brother Jimmy, was this. I said, listen, I know that you've had managers in the past. But one thing I will tell you is today, it's different. Today, I want you to think and be creative. And so, here's what I want you to understand. If we have a problem, I want you to make me aware of the problem. Come to my office, but if you don't consider a solution before getting to my office, you failed. It may not be the solution we choose, but consider the possibility. Because every problem is an opportunity for promotion. Amen. Hallelujah. You need to write that down, sister. Every problem is an opportunity for promotion. Listen, we're talking about walking His word. I'm trying to get to where Apostle wants me to get, but I'm trying to lay some foundation. Because if you don't have foundation, you don't know who's standing before you, if you don't know my tenure, if you don't know my conversation with God, if you don't know how I've navigated my life over my past 50 plus years going into 60 years, if you don't realize that who I am is not who I am by myself, but God with me is formidable against the enemy, then you might miss it. I told them, Brother Jim, I said, listen, and if we use your solution and it's successful, you get the credit. If we fail, I'll take the blame. That's kingdom principle. Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. And if Jesus fails, he'll take the blame. Because there's no failure. So as I began to sit where you sit in the church I was at and began to get kingdom principles, I dared to put the kingdom principles of God to work in my life. How many are putting God's work, word to work in their life? Let me see your hands. How many are really? No, no. Don't give, give me your hands. Let me see your hands. Are you putting God's word to work In your life, Brother Gable got up here and said, I had no other course, no other choice. They gave me an ultimatum. Watch this. Here's what blows my mind. Most people won't tell you this, but everybody likes to be in control. Amen. My wife gave me the church today.
2: <laughs>
5: you know, how many are saved? Let me see your hands. How many, how many are saved? How many are saved? Let me see your hands if you're saved. That's
3: right.
5: That's right. Amen. You know why you got saved? Because you thought about the possibility of getting back in control.
3: Ouch. Wow.
5: Be Go ahead and tell me it's all about love Go ahead, oh I, I just love Jesus No, your stuff was a wreck and you needed some order wow. That's the weakest clap for the most truth you've heard today that, listen, I'd rather rather hold my daddy's hand and let me walk through this world than try to be in control and say, God, I got it. But prior to that, you were a mess and you said, I I gotta figure something out. Let me get something to change my wrecked life. You got here because you wanted to walk in authority. You got here because you wanted to walk in a control. You got here because you needed to have some resemblance of some type of way where you can step outside your house and just feel like, ooh, I got it going on. Ooh, this is good now. My marriage is right. My job is right. My car is right. My home is right. You did all that so that you can boast, but there is no boasting in God. Amen. Amen. what's interesting to me is that you get medicinal anecdotes in church to apply to your problem of pain and illness in your life and you don't listen to the doctor brother Gabe when you went to the doctor did they give you instructions to deal with the kidney stone and the next steps? Did you go out there and say, I'm just gonna go ahead and do it my own way because I, I know better than they know. How many been to the doctor? How many take medication? How many listen to the instructions of the medication? watch watch this, watch this, watch this. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Stand up for a second, Elder Ross. So 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 now watch this. If I said, okay, Elder Ross, uh, drop your pants, you are like, huh?
2: <laughs> <laughs> but
5: if he's at the doctor That's right. And something's going on. He says, lower your pants." What you gonna do?
3: Forward, forward, forward.
5: Y'all need to understand something today. Thank you, Elder. And I cast down every thought that's contrary to the thought of God. In Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I cast it down right now. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Yes.
5: The reality of it is, is that when you're trying to get right, you'll receive instruction. But sometimes we come to church for an activity instead, rather than an instruction. Amen. And it makes no sense for me to begin to give you instruction of how to walk in authority. If you're gonna come here, not take notes, go back home and be satisfied in your current state, thinking you're in control. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. It says, and God said, let us make man in our image. I know we read this, but put it back up there, please, for me, Brother Julio. And after our likeness, just want to see verse 26. 26. And let them have dominion over the fish. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. You see that? Mm -hmm. Let them have dominion over what?
3: Over
5: Over the fish of the sea, right? Now, turn over to Luke chapter 5. Turn over to Luke chapter 5. I want you to see something. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. And I'll read down to verse 11. Luke chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. Let me start reading. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Jesseret. And saw two boats standing by the lake but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets then he got into the boat one of the boats which was Simon's and asked him to put out a little pull out put out a little from the land and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat who's his teaching when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, someone say that, at your word, I will let down the net." And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon and Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. King James says, fishers are men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Picture this for a moment. Many of you think that Peter was a fisherman. And that is a misunderstanding. Peter, James, and John owned a fishing company. Though he was an uneducated man, he was still an entrepreneur and a businessman. And the company was his father's that he had for him to provide for his family. He owned a fishing company. And if you know anything about enterprise, supply and demand is very important. Back in those days, the supply of fish was in much demand. So he was not just a fisherman. He wasn't just a fishing company owner. He thrived in his position of enterprise. Yet that particular night, they worked all night and could not find not one fish Jesus shows up. This is after he's driven into the wilderness, led into the wilderness by the Spirit of God, and comes out in the power of God, preaches in the temple that the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to do what? Preach the gospel. He walked in that authority, shows up the next day, standing there in the seashore, and the first disciples he calls are the same disciples that are having problems commanding fish. Talking about, Pastor Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 says, I will give you dominion over the fish of the sea. And here they are operating, trying to have control over fish. Jesus shows up, the second Adam, and says, I control the fish, get in the net. When Jesus shows up, fish get in order. Whoa, come on, somebody. you follow the command of God by his word response happens and if you're in the flow you get the benefit Uh why is this important saints of God because all of us are trying to operate like we in control but we're not listening it is not enough to just be a hearer of the word. You must be a doer. Yes. That's
2: right.
5: I was the only black man presented as a directorship in that position to govern other people. While other people that were not looking like me were thriving, I was thriving above them. Because I operated with kingdom principles in a corporate setting. And I didn't have to wear a t-shirt say God. Just walk out on the inside. Hallelujah. Amen.
2: Hallelujah.
5: Psalm chapter 115 verse 16 says, The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. Psalm chapter 8 verse 5 says, For thou hast made him a little lower than angels, has crowned him with glory and honor. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 7 says you have made him a little lower in status, the Amplified than angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. The filth version of Hebrews chapter 2 verse 7 says but someone has said what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you take care of him. You made him a little lower than the angels, you crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Saints of God, you and I are God's stewards. And we are in charge because God created us in his image and his likeness to be in charge of his governing resources and everything surrounding surrounding our environment. How many have a job? Raise your hand. Raise Raise them high, raise them high, raise them high, raise them high, raise them high. Now take your hand and put it over your head. Lay hands on yourself. Father in Jesus' name, let them begin to see their job no longer as employment, but an assignment from God to yield the promise, the plan, the purpose, the will of God in that establishment, in that organization. Let them be the salt. Let them be the light. Let them be the doer and not just to hear of your word. Let their light shine in the darkest of darkness. Let it shine the brightest. Let them be that child of the most high, LL young God, who is the possessor of heaven and earth, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Stop telling your girlfriend about your co-worker that's acting up, and tell God to help your co-worker who's acting. Stop talking to God about your circumstances and tell the circumstances about your God. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30 says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not Destroy it, but I found not one. One of the things that you want to understand, hallelujah, is that God created the entity called the church. Quiz you later, better pay attention. <laughs> Pop quiz, what I just said. God created an entity called the church. Someone say the church. the church. In Matthew chapter 16, it says this. He says to Peter and the disciples, he says, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell no. will not prevail against it. Yes. Did you know that? That scripture and write it down, Matthew chapter 16. Come on, write it down, write it down. Look at me, look at me, little one. This is important because the enemy's not playing with you, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So, after he kills you, he's still destroying. Think about that. And you operated like that's okay, I'll do it on Tuesday, you better do it today. He said, upon this rock, Matthew chapter 16, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Told you before this that that that, that uh, apostle dropped this on me. So, some of these are his notes, and, and we're co collaborating. Amen. Hallelujah. So, I know he has it in his notes because I saw it and I said, Oh my God, Pastor, I got to make sure I put that out there. got I got I to make sure I put that out there. He said it this way. Hallelujah. I can't find it because I'm moving all around, but let me say it this way. What he wrote in his notes was profound, and I want to give this to you. The church is the only entity, organism, organization that God established in the earth to come against hell. Amen. No government. No company, no product, no nation, no armed forces, no system that man devises, chooses to devise, tries to devise can impact hell. God created the solution it's the church. Now, watch this, watch this, watch this. Talk, someone say, Walking walk in His authority. Walking in His authority. We're talking about walking in the authority of God. Hallelujah. In order to walk into His authority, we have to be able to partner with God. Be a co laborer. You're His hands, His feet. How'd you get to your seat when you got here? Your feet did the walking. Unless you decide to come in and walk on your hands to come to your seat. So your feet operated in concert with your mind, which is in your head, the brain that says, Get me to my seat. And the feet said, Okay. Jesus is the head of the church, we are his hands, his feet. We are members one of another. Lively stones, fitly joined together to govern ourselves once we get the instruction of God and operate in that discipline in the earth realm. The only reason you're here is to bring God forward. If as a child of God, you are not operating in the plan of God that he has established for you, you have to get realigned. Because there will be a reckoning where you will have to give an account. Think about the fact you have to get an account of every idle word you've spoken. That includes tweets, text messages, Instagram posts, Facebook replies. Y'all better slow down on that social media stuff if you know what I know. The Bible says don't get entangled in the cares of this world. Rather than going on Facebook, get your face in the book. Find out what God's saying. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Here's some men of God that partnered with Jesus, partnered with God. Moses partnered with God and led the people before the promised land. Joshua partnered with God and led the people into the promised land. Joseph partnered with God and went from the prison to the palace. But every place he went, he thrived he went to prison for something he didn't do and they made him in charge. Come on, somebody! Tom Some said, come on, man! That's favor! I'd rather have favor than American Express Black. Tom said, yeah, but but with American Express Black, I can put it down. I can buy me uh, um, Aston Martin you gotta pay it. Right. What? Yeah. No one told me that. Yeah. I thought it was just a car. Yeah. No. The authority of God lets you know the economy of the Do you know what God uses for transactions in the kingdom? Do you? What does God use? If currency to earth is money, gold, and silver, and when we get up into heaven, God's going to walk on gold, and it's clear, what does God use for currency in your current situation? What you say? That was a question mark. I heard it. There's a question mark at the end of that. There's a question mark. You didn't know, did you? You felt like it was faith. Okay, okay. Guess what? That faith God gave you when you showed up here. He dealt to every man, woman, child the measure of faith. What's your name? Caitlin. Let's see. Let's make Caitlin. Okay, let's put this measure of faith in Caitlin. So all the while, your mom's looking at your hand, oh, you got a little toes, you got a little, yeah, yeah, And then look at the hand, look at that, oh, little baby. the cheeks. But all the while, God's like, yeah, but look at the faith. I poured some faith in her. Wait till, wait till you begin to see that grow. How much I can't see? Mustard seed. What? That's That small? said, I didn't want to overpower the earth with Caitlin when she get that mustard seed planted in the ground of her heart where that ground is fertile ground and it begins to produce what God called for it to produce. Amen, amen. And then every now and then when you sit down, you have a conversation with Jesus, a private conversation. Mama ain't in the room. You're talking to Jesus. You say, Jesus, what's going on? And he, hey, I, I can see you there. You're like sitting there like this, and you swing your leg talking to Jesus like this. <laughs> you know? And Jesus, is like, listen, I authored your faith. What you did? Yeah, I wrote it, girl. I wrote it. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. I wrote your faith. Not only that, but I published it. Oh, come on, somebody. <laughs> when when we connect with God with our faith. One of the things that happened was, 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 was that Elijah prayed and it stopped raining. How many felt an apocalyptic atmosphere on Wednesday? How many went outside and said, girl, I'm going anywhere. I'm going shopping. How many went shopping into the mall on Wednesday? The, I'm going to the fruit market I'm going to pick me out some plums, some peaches like... How many was like God what's happening I don't know what's happening I got to pray God for... Huh you better You're better you better You're better I bet you had access to all Of the equipment in the gym brother Larry the point I'm making is sometimes we see situations going on and we see those situations and we don't realize what's going on because we're not in the word or the will of God. And so now we get a little bit concerned. Let me tell you something. Last week, apostle talked about adversity. And adversity is good for us because it gives us the ability to operate with, listen, I heard this the other day. He says, the, the, the preacher said, we got hills and we got valleys.
2: Yeah.
5: I thought this was good, so I want to share it. Bishop Dale Bonner. He said, we got hills and we got valleys in our life. That's what he said, Bishop Dale Bonham. Hallelujah. Powerful man in God. He said, we got hills and we got valleys. We got hills and we got valleys. And he said, most of y'all don't like the hills and the valleys. Y'all just want things to go this way. And he said, but you have to understand, the hills and the valleys is like a, a sine wave to your heart. Yes. And most people want a flat line. Ooh. I said, no, you dead. <laughs> you are not good. You dead. Game over. I thought about that because last week, apostles preaching on adversity, and I was like, you know, because adversity has a purpose. That's right. That's right. It's designed to reveal the side of God you have yet to experience. Yes. Adversity is designed. To reveal a side of God you have yet to experience. Brother Gabriel came up here. Was it your first testimony, man of God? First testimony. Let me ask you something. You know, God healed the woman with the issue of blood. It's a good story, isn't it? Did it have the same impact as your story to you? Ooh, come on, somebody. You can sit down there and talk about, she had 12 years of the issue of blood. But Gabriel said, I, I, I know she had 12 years, but all I know is I had a good portion of my own healing, and all I know is God is a healer. Yes, I a he said, if I'm correct, if I'm here, you, In your adversity, you got engaged. I told you a problem is designed to put you in position. Bring promotion. Stop complaining about the problem and say, God, okay, what you want me to figure out this time? Hallelujah, that's right. Hallelujah. I get paid to solve problems, I'm an entrepreneur. And my job is to go in your home and solve the problem. Amen. I love your problems. My wife loves it more. Because she said, how many problems do you solve? Because I'm going shopping.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ouch. Hallelujah.
5: But that's what I do. Seriously. When I worked in IT, I was a problem-solver. That's right. That's what I do. I coined my own. I'm not a troublemaker, I'm a trouble-breaker. When I show up trouble, like, oh man, not him again. We in trouble. How about trouble say they ain't in trouble when they show up, when you show up? You want trouble, hey, hey. Well, you listen. Trouble should be like, here come trouble. That's right. Just like fear is afraid of you when you know who God is.
2: Hallelujah.
5: I said fear is afraid of you when you are in God. That's right. When you partner with God, fear is afraid. Amen. When they partnered with God, they marched around the walls of Jericho, and the people high up, like, look at these people. They're walking around. First day, you walk around. You go back. Okay, that was strange. Leave it alone. Day two, they walk around. All right. What's going on? Nothing happened. Day three, four, five. Day six. I honestly believe, Dick and James, that, that the people in Jericho pretty much got so comfortable because nothing happened every day they walked around. But there was a prostitute in the land called Rahab. And when the 12 spies went into the land of Jericho, she had a wherewithal to know who they were. They said, listen, everybody in Jericho knows who you are because God, your God of Israel, has been doing such great exploits that they, they, listen, we're concerned. And all I'm saying is that if you show up, just take me with you.
3: Hallelujah.
5: Something. I'm gonna go to Hall. If all of the city is in disarray, but God shows up at your house, will you be sustained while the city crumbles? Oh, come on, somebody.
4: Amen. Amen.
2: The
5: walls of Jericho fell down and Rahab went up. Ooh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Her and her household were saved while the destroyed city was destroyed. In the seventh day, God gave instruction. And he said, walk around it seven times and then shout.
2: Yeah.
5: And the walls came down. Daniel chapter eleven verse thirty two says, "They that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits." Yes. Do you know your God? Are you strong? What exploits did you do this week? Ooh. No, no, answer. Just, just, no, just take inventory. Come on, take inventory. Take inventory. Come on, somebody. Someone say, we're walking in his authority. authority. One of the things you have to understand is that when you depart from God's word, when you depart from his counsel; when you depart from his kingdom, you can try to implement, implement something like it, but it won't be the same. Someone say, prove it communism is a governmental practice designed to instruct a governmental program in the nation. The definition of communism a political theory derived from Karl Marx advocating class war and leading to a society in which all property is publicly owned and each person works and is paid according to their abilities and needs. Essentially, we as a people won't own anything, but we share our property in a communal type setting. That's pure sense, right? Loosely good. That sounds demonic, doesn't it? How many people would sign up for that? Negative. Oh, no hands. In Acts chapter 4, verses 32 to 35, go ahead and put that up, please. Now, the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of these things he possessed was his own but they had all things in common. Someone say, wow. Wow. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord and Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them for all who were possessors of lands and houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed them to each as any had need. When God gives instruction, it's profitable for all. When God operates with his kingdom mandate, his instruction, when you walk in God's authority, it may not make sense, but the end thereof is going to be better. So in that scripture, in theory, they operated in a communal setting like communism. What was different? The kingdom wasn't present. Could I give you another? talking about walking in authority. We already said that, that, that the only entity that comes against hell and succeeds is the church. The church is an entity of the kingdom. So if you don't understand kingdom you may not be functioning properly as the church and you certainly can't operate in your authority when God has released to you power. Could I give you another? Democracy, democracy, democracy. A system of government by the whole population, all all eligible members of the state, typically through elected representatives. So in other words, you elect people to govern you. And the majority that votes is the one that allows someone to be elected a position so if 51 percent vote for one person and 49 percent vote for the other person the one that the 51 percent get into office and govern the community for a season and you may or may not agree espouse or like democracy but Acts chapter 6 says this now in those days when the number of the disciples are multiplying there arose a complaint against the Hebrews by the Hellenists because their widows were neglected in the daily distribution. Then the twelve summoned the multitude of the disciples and said, It is not desirable that we should leave the word of God and serve t- tables. Therefore, brethren, seek out among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom. Whom we may appoint over the business, but we give ourselves over to the ministry of the word. And what did they do? They set seven disciples called deacons over. So they cast lots and they voted. Someone say democracy. democracy. Democracy and kingdom can thrive. When the kingdom is taken out, when the church is taken out, it is not, nothing thrives without the kingdom and the church so let me close with this if you want to walk in authority with God it is impossible to do that without operating in the word of God man does not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 and when we read and prayed earlier, we said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day, what? So, so if you have not been fed tomorrow, when you wake up, how is it that you're going to function in authority? We need God's instruction. Elijah, Elijah, Joseph, David, all the heroes of faith in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 was a representation of people who governed their life based on the counsel of God to execute his will in the earth after the plan of God. And you and I are living in the second Adam dispensation. That we may govern our lives after the same instruction. If you remove yourself from the word of God. If you remove yourself from the presence of God. If you remove yourself from the kingdom of God. You'll be just like anything else. And you'll be flat binding Saints of God. There's so much more I can give. But I just want us to stand and pray. I think I got through one half of the Nosy Apostle game. It's very simple, very profound, unfortunately. It is impossible to please God without faith. Prayer is an act of faith reading god's word is an act of faith governing yourself based on god's word is an act of faith everything is connected to your faith god watches god sees he understands your situations he understands your individual plights he understands your characteristics god has already created a high value on who you are before Anyone said anything contrary, and you and God are a majority. God has never set you up for failure; He's only set you up for victory. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter what anyone else has said about you. Jeremiah chapter 29 says, "I know the plans I have told you; the plans of good, not of evil, to give you uh, that declares the Lord that you may prosper and that you and give you expected end." But he says this further down, and most people don't like to read it. He says, when you do what? Seek me with your entire heart, your whole heart. You don't get to give God a half-hearted amen. You need to give God your whole heart. So let me ask you a question. Take inventory for yourself. Don't ask yourself. Ask God. Because your yes may be his no. And your no may be his yes. Yes. So just ask this question. Say, God, show me my heart. Please. And show me if I've given you half my heart. On my whole heart. Even right now, Father, as your people are standing right now in the sanctuary, I pray that they are even asking these questions online. God, show me my heart. If I have given myself a portion or my whole heart. And even right now, Father, I ask that you forgive us collectively and individually in our individual areas where we still try to hold control over something because we are concerned that without our control we'll miss it, Father. Even right now, Father. Begin to speak to us individually and corporately and cause us to see ourselves as you see us. Father, I've laid this word at the feet of your people. It is their individual assignment to take it, study it, and begin to reconcile themselves with it. And Father, I ask that you would do so, Father, concerning your people right now, under the sound of my voice. Whatever place is crooked, Father, I ask that you make it straight. Whatever place is high, Father, I ask that you make it low. Whatever places where we have... Actually, operate outside your will. Whatever words we spoke of that, in idle words, Father, we renounce every idle word, Father, every dead deed, Father, every dead act, Father, everything that is contrary to your will, everything that's contrary to your purpose, everything that's contrary to your call, everything that's contrary to your plan, everything that's contrary to what you have set for us to do. Father, we desire to walk into your purpose, your plan, your will, and your authority, O God, but we cannot do that without first communing with you. And so, Father, forgive us for coming to you, Father, with a desire and open hands, Father. Lord, we come to you right now with an open heart, Oh God. We seek your face, Oh God, and not your hand, Father. We ask that you will begin to make, make yourself known to us in a new and a revelatory way, Father. Whatever you have to do in our lives, begin to shake it up that we will be able to be right before you, Oh God. Lord, speak to us that we may be the salt, that we may be the light, that we may be a children of the Most High God. God, forgive us for every transgression, every sin, every area where we've missed a God, and let your call be sanctified in our lives, Father, that we may be, Father, your children of the Most High. Bless us indeed, Father, on this call, in this uh, line, Father, YouTube, and even in this sanctuary, Father. Bless your people right now, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, one final word. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, everything I said to you probably doesn't make a complete sense to you because you've been trying to remain in control. In control. But to be in control, something that's very phenomenal about God, you must surrender. The only one that I can control, I've learned this, Brother Jim being married 33 years to my lovely wife. The only one I can not control, she let me know, is me. Go figure. I've been trying. Elder Ross, I go to prayer. I seek God. And every time I start talking about my wife, guess what? God shows me me. But here's what I found out, Sister Jeanette. I'm going to give this my brother Jim. When my wife started acting up, I say, that's not my wife now. That's your daughter. Take care of her. Get your daughter, God, so I can have my wife back. <laughs> Saints of God, if you don't know God, you're already flatlined. Father, right now, Lord, I ask that there be a resuscitation and revival, Father, a quick thing in them, Father. They'll be translated from the kingdom of darkness into your kingdom, your dear son. If you don't know God, repeat these words after me. Say, Father, I'm in need of a Savior. I need to be saved. I make you Lord of my life, Lord Jesus. Knowing this truth, that you died for my sin, that I'm mourning. And you rose that I may be justified before the Father. I heard today that you are the only way. You are the door. Forgive me for trying to come in any other way. Let me walk through your door, Jesus. Be the door to the Father. That I may be reconciled back to him. In Jesus' name. Amen. If that's your prayer today, I ask God will be in. Open up the uh, understanding of what you just said in a greater and a revelatory way, and if that's hallelujah, your prayer for the first time, reach out to us by sending an email to info at calvaryny.org. That's info at calvaryny.org. The team will be in contact with you. apostle Victor. Will be in contact with you, and certainly uh, we're open on during the week to make a phone call. Hallelujah, to the church! The number is eight seven one eight. 853 718 829 5306. If that's your cry, if that's your call, we thank God for you. Let us know that you've made your way to the cross. If you're online, you're on YouTube. We even have the pastor there and other leaders that can pray for you online. Let us know that you made a decision for Christ because that is the most powerful decision you can make. We thank God for you, and we thank God for what God did in the Word today. We pray that this Word will be resonating with you for years to come. Now, Father, we seal this Word with the blood of Jesus and the baptism of your Holy Spirit. Let your people begin to represent you, Father, through this Word, and begin to recognize who they are and who they have been called to be in you, Father, for you have designed them and purposed them for this time, this season, and everything that they see themselves to be. It's more than just that, Father. So bless them indeed, Father. Now, Lord, we thank you and praise you for what you've done. And we ask that your people be reconciled back to you as they move out of this place and into your position. Never leave, never leave, never leave your spirit, Father. Commune with them continually, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank God for you. And remember, you're blessed and you're highly favored. God bless you and go in God.